0: Hello again, it's Todd. Um, Good afternoon. It's a Sunday on Memorial Day weekend. Kind of cloudy out there, but a nice day. And we left off in October of 1983 talking about the songs that hit the top 40 and what they mean to me, and I also talk about some that hit the Hot 100 as well. But it looks like this time, looking over the list for this uh, session of spinning singles, it's all top 40. Uh, There isn't any uh, Hot 100 I'm going to talk about. So we'll get started with the week of October 22nd, 1983. And there were five songs to debut in the top 40 that week. And the highest debut, jumping from 55 to 32 that week, was another hit from Michael Jackson off a Thriller. And this this one, I would say, is probably the least one that you hear the least on the radio or did back then. It's called PYT, Pretty Young Thing. And it's on the Epic label, of course. And it did have a picture sleeve. And the picture sleeve is kind of purple with him in white on the cover and on the back. And it would go to number 10, so it was a pretty big hit for him because he was very hot back then. And that's Michael Jackson, PYT. Got a lot of airplay. And it has maybe a 5 to $10 value depending on the condition with the picture sleeve on that. And that brings us to the next song to come in behind it at number 34 was a song by John Cougar Mellencamp. And at that time, he was adding his real name of Mellencamp. And that's what it says on the label. And it was from his album, Uh-huh. And the song's called Crumbling Down. And it was on still on the Riva label at that point. And it came in at 34. It would go to number nine. So it was also a top 10 hit for him. And it does have a picture sleeve. And it shows him on the cover with some angels around his head. And I believe that's also the cover of the album. Uh-huh. And um, it's probably about a 5 to $6 record. The picture sleeve's kind of hard to find. You don't see it a lot nowadays. Um, but the record is medium hard, I'd say. Not one you hear on the radio too much. It did get some airplay when it was out. And that's Crumbling Down by John Cougar, Mellencamp. By the way, he is still recording. As of today, he's got a new album coming out this summer. And I've heard a couple cuts off of it and it sounds pretty good. He is uh, very uh, what I call politically motivated nowadays, and a lot of his songs have a lot to do with the politics and what's going on in this country now. But back then, he was just singing about um, everyday stuff, and that was Crumbling Down. Next song behind that, coming in at 38, was another song by the group Journey, and they were already very big at that point, and this one was from their album Frontiers. It's called Send Her My Love, and it was a ballad-type rock song on the Columbia label. And it came in at 38, would go to number 23 nationally. So it wasn't huge. It was a mid-hit for them. And this one did not have a picture sleeve. It was only the record. And on the familiar uh, orange Columbia label. And it did get quite a bit of airplay. And you still hear it every now and then. Probably about a $3 to $4 record. And that's Journey, Send Her My Love. Next song to come in right behind it at 39 was another top 40 hit for Jackson Brown. And he was still charting quite a bit back then. And this is called Tender is the Night, kind of a mid-tempo rocker. And it was from his album Lawyers in Love on the Asylum label. And it did have a picture sleeve, and it shows him. I'm not sure what he's doing. He's just uh, just shows a headshot of him just staring in there. And the same on the um, other side of the picture sleeve. The record itself is not that valuable. I'd say 3 to $4 with the picture sleeve. And it was a moderate hit because it made it to number 25 nationally. And um, didn't get a huge amount of airplay, but it did get some. And you hear it every once in a while nowadays. And the last song I'm going to talk about is one I never hear on the radio. It just squeaked into the top 40 because that's as high as it got. was number 40. And it's a song by Stacy Lattisaw, And she's um, an artist from around this area, from the D.C. area. And it's called Miracles. It was a ballad. And it was on her Purple Cotillion label. And... It did not have a picture sleeve when this came out, and like I said, it just squeaked the top 40. I think it only spent one week or maybe two weeks in the top 40 at number 40 by Miracles with Stacey Ladisaw, and it wasn't a huge hit and did not get a lot of airplay. I'd say it's a $3 to $4 record, but actually a stock copy is kind of hard to find. Uh, You can find the promo, but the stock copy is a little hard to find. And that brings us to the last week of October, 1983, and it was dated the 29th. And there were uh, six songs to come in that week. And the highest one actually debuting in the Hot 100 all the way up at number 30 was a new song by Holland Oates called Say It Isn't So. And this was actually on their greatest hits, Rock and Soul Part 1 album. But they decided to throw a new song on there and um, this set of picture sleeve shows the duo singing on the cover and just an orange or yellow background with the cover of the album on the back. And this song got a ton of airplay because it made it all the way up to number two. It just missed number one, but it spent a month at number two. That's right, four weeks without getting to number one. And that Say It Isn't So by Hall & Oates because it was such a big hit. It's not worth a lot, 3 to $4. The one thing about this song was on the B side they put Kiss on My List, which was a big number one song for them back in 81. But it's the album version. It's not the short version. So it's nice to hear that on a 45, a little bit longer version. And um, it's normally on the RCA label. But this is a custom label just made for this song. And it's kind of a yellow, gray, and red label with Daryl Hall and John Oates written on it. And that's Say It Isn't So. Next song I'm going to talk about came in at number 35, And it was by the rock group Loverboy from Canada. It was called Queen of the Broken Hearts. And um, it was from their album Keep It Up. It did have a picture sleeve, and it shows the group coming down a hillside, all lined up, same as the back. And this was a very upbeat rockin' song. In fact, I liked it a lot. It made it to number one on my countdown back in 83. But it only made it to 34, so it was kind of odd. It came in at 35, went to 34, spent a couple weeks, and then fell off the top 40. And that's as high as it got. Probably about a $4 to $5 record with the picture sleeve and did not get a ton of airplay, but one of their better songs, I thought. Which brings us to the next song, and everybody thought that this artist was a one-hit wonder because he had a number one song on the Flashdance soundtrack called Maniac, and I'm talking about Michael Sambello But he did have another top 40, and this was it. It came in at 36, and would go to 34, just as high as Loverboy got. It's called Automatic Man. Very kind of obscure. You never heard this much, except when it was out. and You never hear it today. But it's Michael sambello on the Warner Brothers label. The song that hit number one for him on the Flashdance soundtrack was actually on Casablanca. But the flip side of this is from a movie called Summer Lovers. And that was a big movie that was out the summer of 83. But uh, the A-side was the one that charted. And it was only on for a few weeks at number 34. Um, Kind of a hard record to find, I'd say. Not a valuable record, just a hard one to find. It's one of those records that only brings maybe $3 or $4. But try to find a stock copy of it. It's kind of tough. The next song I'm going to talk about was a duet. And at this point, Dionne Warwick was singing with all sorts of people. And this one was a duet with Luther Vandross. And it's a ballad called How Many Times Can We Say Goodbye? And it came in at 38, would only go to 27 nationally. And it was on the Arista label. That was the uh, label that she was on. And Luther Vandross was actually on Epic at the time. And it's from the album with the same title, How Many Times Can We Say Goodbye? This is a song I did not hear much about, did not think about this song much because I only heard it a couple times. And it was a ballad. And back then I wasn't really tuned in the ballads too well. So it's probably about a $3 to $4 record with no picture sleeve. And that's Dionne Warwick with Luther Vandross and How Many Times Can We Say Goodbye? Next song to come in right behind it at 39 was another hit for the Human League, and they had had two big hits already, and this was called Mirror Man, and it came in at 39. We only go to number 30, so it wasn't a huge hit for them, but it was upbeat, and I remember hearing this song. It was kind of catchy. It was on the AM label, the Herb Alpert label, and it was from the album Fascination, and it did have a picture sleeve, and the picture sleeve is black with a picture of the group on the back and kind of a square of the group on the front. And uh, the thing about this record is the picture sleeve is probably harder to find than the record. The sleeve is probably a 5 to $6 sleeve. The record's only 2 to $3. And it did get quite a bit of airplay because it was kind of catchy, but only made it to number 30, and that's the Human League with Mirror Man. And the next song to come in at number 40 was another song by Culture Club, and they were very, very big at this time. And this is from their album Color by Numbers. It was called Church of the Poison Mind. And it's not one you hear about even even today. You didn't hear about it much, but it did hit number ten for them, so it was a pretty big hit. And the picture sleeve shows a guy taking a picture on the front and a picture of the group. And it's kind of written in Japanese on the back, so it's kind of cool. Cool video and a cool song to this, and one you not hear too much. It's probably about a seven to eight dollar record if you can find it with the picture sleeve. And that's Church of the Poison Mind by Culture Club. And like I said, it did go number 10, so it was a top 10 hit for them. Let me refresh my voice here a little bit. Okay. And that brings us to November of 1983. And the first week in that month was dated November 5th on the Billboard Hot 100. And there were three songs that debuted in the top 40 that week. And the first one was by Irene Kara. And uh, we were just talking about Michael Sandello, and she had her big hit with Flashdance. But this was on a different label. It was on the Geffen label, and she had report, uh, put out a new album on that label. And this was called Why Me? And it was called uh, What a Feeling. the label. Picture Sleeve shows her on the cover, kind of a green background. And this one got a ton of airplay. I just remember hearing this a lot. It was very upbeat, and it was over the radio quite a bit. Came in at 37, would go to 13 nationally, so it was pretty decent hit for her. And that's Irene Cara with Why Me, probably about a $5 record with the picture sleeve. Next song I'm going to talk about is a true hit one-hit wonder. They only hit the Hot 100 once, and they hit number 39 and would only make it to 36. And this group was called Joe Boxers, kind of an interesting name. And the song was called Just Got Lucky. And it's on the RCA label, and it came in at 39. Like I said, it only went to 36, probably about a $3 to $4 record. Um, and one got a little bit of airplay, not a lot. I didn't hear it a lot, and it's not one you ever hear today much at all. So it's one of those ones that falls in the one-hit-wonder category, and that's Joe Boxer's with Just Got Lucky. And then the last song I'm going to talk about for that week came in at number 40, and that's as high as it got. It's, um, it's by the Manhattan Transfer, and it's called Spice of Life, and it was nice to hear them back on the charts. I always liked this group. Um, and it was from their album Bodies and Souls, and it did have a picture sleeve, and it shows uh, red and blue kind of characters of them. And uh, like I said, only got to number 40 for a couple weeks in the top 40, and that's it. And not one you heard a lot on the radio either, but still kind of an upbeat song for the Manhattan Transfer and Spice of Life. Not a valuable record at all, maybe 3 to $4 with the picture sleeve. And that brings us to November 12th of 1983, and it was a busy week because there were seven songs that debuted in the top 40 that week. And the highest one coming in at 29 was a very funky dance song by Rufus with Shaka Khan called Ain't Nobody. Great, great song. Love this song. Um, Would only go to 22 nationally on the pop chart, but much bigger on the R&B chart. But it's on the Warner Brothers label, and it was probably their last big hit together before Shaka Khan went out on her own. And it's from the album Live Stomping at the Savoy, even though this is a um, a studio cut. But it has been covered several times, and it's just a great song. Ain't Nobody by Rufus and Chaka Khan. The original probably brings about 5 to $6 now, if you can find a good, clean copy of it. Next song right behind it was um, their only top 40. It's called Big Country. That was the artist, and the song is called In a Big Country, one of those... Weird title and artist with the same kind of song in it. And it does have a picture sleeve, and they were from overseas, from the album The Crossing, and got a lot of airplay. It's on Mercury. And uh, came in at 30, would go to 17, so it was pretty decent hit for them in a big country by big country. Very upbeat, and you can tell definitely it's got the overseas flavor to it. And uh, not a hard record to find, but the picture sleeve is probably harder than the record. So the sleeve's probably about seven to eight bucks. The the record itself maybe three to four, and that's in a big country. And they did chart two others on the Hot 100, but that was their only top forty in this country. Next song I'm going to talk about coming in at number thirty-two was based on a David Bowie song called Space Odyssey, and actually this is called Major Tom, and um, it's about an astronaut. Of course, it was by Peter Schilling and he was the only top 40 for this guy. It came in at 32, would go to 14, so it got a ton of airplay and a pretty decent hit for him. And um, on the Electra red label, and it was from the album Error in the System, but this was pretty much his only top 40 here. Probably a 3 to $4 record, not very valuable with no picture sleeve, and that's Peter Schilling with Major Tom. Next song behind it, coming in at 35, was another top 40 for the group Asia, and they had had several by this point. And this is called The Smile Has Left Your Eyes. And it would come in at 35 and would also only make it to number 34. So for some reason, 34 is the magic number we're talking about because this is the third song that only reached number 34. And um, it does have a picture sleeve, but Asia does not demand a lot of money. And the picture sleeve just shows a picture of the four members of the group on the cover. So it's probably about a 3 to $4 record if you can find it. Next song to come in right behind it at number 36 was one by Rick Springfield. And it's from his album Living in Oz. It's called Souls. And um, came in at 36. would so only go to 23 for Rick Springfield. And it does have a picture sleeve, and it just shows him on the cover. And not one you usually hear a lot about when you hear it on the radio. Didn't hear it a lot when it was out. Even though it made it to 23, it's not one that got a ton of airplay. And that's Souls and Rick Springfield, probably about a $3 to $4 record uh, with the picture sleeve, and it's on his RCA label. And the next song was probably the biggest uh, charting song of all the ones I'm talking about for this week. It's by Olivia Newton-John. It's called Twist of Fate, and it came in at 38. Would go to number five, so it was a pretty big hit for her. And it's a picture sleeve, a black and white picture sleeve, showing her on the cover with a picture of her face and sunglasses, and the same on the back. And it was on the RC, uh, RCA, MCA label, the blue label, and um, from the album Two of a Kind, which at the time had not come out yet. So uh, I think this is a preview for it. And because it was such a big hit, not a very valuable record, 3 to $4 for Olivia Newton-John, who sadly we lost a couple years ago. And the last song I'm going to talk about um, was only the second top 40 hit for the Michael Stanley Band, and they had been around a while. I talked about them hitting with a song called He Can't Love You back in the early 80s, and this was their only other top 40 hit called My Town. And it came in at number 39, and that's as high as it got, was 39. It's from the album You Can't Fight Fashion, Michael Stanley Band and actually it's a pretty good song but if I remember correctly this took me a long time to find a copy of this a stock copy promos you could find but a stock copy is harder to find and I did finally find one it's on the EMI label the silver label and no picture sleeve with this one again one of those records that's very hard to find but is not valuable I'd say it's probably a three to four dollar record but again try to find a stock copy of this so To me, there's definitely a disparity between records that are very difficult to find and don't bring a lot of money. So to me, that's kind of weird. But that's how this record was. And the Michael Stanley Band. And that should be it for this edition of Spinning Singles. And we'll pick it up with the middle of November of 1983. We're getting close to wrapping up the year in the next two or three episodes. And we'll see you next week.